are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. And now, bringing you the latest in science fiction movies and television shows. Here are your heroes. They're long and busted. This is a capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, Episode 67, the place where you, the listeners, strike back and give us your thoughts about the things that you are watching, that you're delving into, what you like, what you don't like, and we do value your opinion. And also, we're going to spoil the heck out of uh, we are absolutely, the shows we're talking about. It's the only place when you come to the diner that you will ever get stuff that's spoiled. In a good way. In a good way, in a mm-hmm. good way. But this is this is conversation. This is a type of conversation that you would have um, sitting around chatting with your friends about the TV shows you've been watching. Right. That's what it really is. Mm-hmm. In fact, originally, I think when the diner first started, this is kind of the way it was. Mm-hmm. It really, I mean, the original, if you go back to the very first episode of the diners, it was us talking about the shows we were watching, right. what we liked. It was mm-hmm. not a news show, it was not an interview show. So this is... This is the purest form of the diner. <laughs> <laughs> the diner in its purest idea. My name's Scott Herzog. And good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And we are your hosts to kind of take you on this journey through the stuff that you're talking about. We're going to get into a lot of what we're watching a little bit later on, but mm-hmm. let's do talk about what we're reading. Okay. Well, I'm still I'm about a little over halfway through a Star Trek novel. Uh, I'm reading on my Kindle right now. Very good. Is it good? I'm enjoying it so far. It's a next generation novel, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am, a, you know, partway through the uh, first King of Shannara. It's one of the early, early, it's one of the prequels to the Sword of Shannara, and I'm enjoying that as always. It's my second time through it. Um, and I, as I mentioned uh, on the show that you're going to hear a little bit later on, uh, that Robopocalypse is on my uh, listener, is also my listener feed. I'm ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I have not watched a heck of a lot. I'm up in Fringe, as I mentioned, up in Arrow, and the rest of the shows. I'm going to be spoiled along with the rest of the people out there who are listening here that haven't watched the shows but are going to listen anyways because I just haven't had a mm-hmm. chance to watch. I've been doing too much running. Well, you were always running. It's just... Um, yeah, I am now running outside. Right, where you need to ha- keep your eyes uh, in front of you. Again. Yes. Yep, and you know, again, I'm tr- I'm training for a Philadelphia marathon. So if you're going to be in Philly or you're going to be in the Philly marathon, you know, hit me up. Um, love to meet with you guys. Um, and I'm actually also running it for a charity. Oh, so good. I'm trying to raise money for the Haitian Connection Network, a charity mm-hmm. that we've talked about before on here. And mm-hmm. um, and I've uh, if you get a chance, we'd love to have you guys come out and support support that. You can find out uh, by just going to it's crowdrise.com backslash miles for Haiti. Not you, not Miles, me, no. But Miles for Haiti. Mm-hmm. But even though you are on Revolutions, I saw you. But, but well, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get into our show here? No, I think any let's... movies you watched recently? 
I haven't seen any, any new movies or, or, or Looper, old movies. Looper. I want to watch Looper. haven't watched that yet. I do. I, I, I think I'm probably going to have to wait. To, That's definitely a waiter. Yeah. Uh, I Probably when, when um, The Hobbit comes out, I'll probably... That, 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 that I'll spring That's for. That's definitely. See at theaters. Yeah, we should go together. Yeah, that, that, that should be... We, we should definitely talk about... Um, Hobbit for for a podcast. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. definitely. That should be a hob- we could have a Hobbit show, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, well, let's move into some of uh, your feedback, and we got a call in from Scott Chandler, Cape Cod Scott, as he's become known on the show here, and let's see what he has to say here about well, about whatever he has to say. Hey, Scott Miles, this is uh, Cape Cod Scott calling. Um, just uh, wanted to check in on a couple of new things uh, that, are, that are out there. Um, we went to my wife and I went to see Looper, and we liked it a lot. It was uh, another great Bruce Willis time travel movie. Twelve Monkeys being the other one, which uh, two of the best time travel movies really uh, out there. Um, and it was fun, and uh, the ending was really, uh, really cool. I won't spoil anything, but the ending was really, really good. Um, and also, uh, we're enjoying Arrow and Revolution. Um, of course, Arrow, I've only seen one, uh, the first episode. I think the other one might be sitting on my DVR at this point, but uh, that might be next week. Um, and uh, and Revolution, seen all the episodes of that. And uh, sticking with that, enjoying it. Uh, you know, a lot of people complain about the, the, uh, the feasibility of the science and the thing, but... It occurs to me that uh, we, we accept a lot of science stuff uh, in other shows um, without questioning uh, if it's feasible or not. I mean, you know, double universes and faster than light travel and all that stuff uh, don't sound that feasible to me, traveling between universes, that is, um, and faster than light travel. Um, and we wave our hand at those, so I just wave my hand at the whole uh, science behind revolution and and. Uh, Kind of enjoying the story and the characters so far, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So anyway, um, and oh, by the way, um, Scott, last time you said uh, that I only called to talk to Miles, and you're the kind of the sidekick. Well, that that's not the truth. I enjoy both you guys' uh, comments and and commentary, and uh, and I just love Miles' sign off. Sign off, and that's why I uh, why I always end with the following: Hey, Miles, good night and good luck. You too, Scott. See ya. See, that, see, Scott. I mean, uh, Cape God Scott has a lot, has love for you too. Uh, it is true, but you do have the cooler sign off. There's just no doubt about it. Well, you have a cool. I, I need to come up with a good sign off. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but I need a good sign off. <laughs> but now, I think that's that's great. Thank you so much, Scott, for ca- for calling in and, and giving us your thoughts about some of the great things you have your thoughts on. And I and I seriously do not feel slighted by it. Uh, but that's kind of fun. Uh, so Looper. Mm-hmm. One of the all-time great time travel movies by Willis. Yeah, that's that's high praise. That is a lot of that is that's huge high praise. And I mean, I mean, Willis has now been. I mean, Twelve Monkeys and yeah, well, Twelve Monkeys was good. I mean, we 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 did that in the Sci-Fi Rewind, and I enjoyed rewatching that. And some Mm -hmm. great acting, not only by him, but of course by uh, Brad Pitt, who's now in a what Chanel Five commercial. Oh right. So so that's the thing. That's a big deal that I saw, Uh, but. Great time traveler movie. He enjoyed it, and with a twist at the end, kind of makes me want to see it. I do. I uh, it. I'm still. Maybe I'll get get to theaters before it it it, it leaves. We'll see. No, probably not. 
It's, let's no, be honest, you're probably not. No, you're, you're probably right. But Arrow, he likes Arrow. Mm-hmm. Didn't say a lot about it. We'll talk about Arrow a little bit more. Right. But, um, he didn't have a lot to say, more to say about Revolution. And I thought, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to comment a little bit about what, what he said? Yeah, the, I guess there's a question about the science behind Revolution. I'm not sure what the question is. The only thing I can guess is that the premise is that, you know, there's, you know, the the uh, power you know the power is out but not just you know the uh, electricity but but anything that uses batteries uh you can't use either and so um that 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 is, that is a twist on it but i'm thinking i don't know if i read somewhere or heard somewhere that maybe the, the government was experimenting with some kind of weapon or something and it, it it you know affected any kind of electrical device whether you plug it in or whether you use batteries so I'm okay with it. It makes, I mean, it creates some interesting storytelling. I mean, you 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 have a modern setting which look like these guys dressed up as Civil War soldiers with muskets. So right, and there and there's a, the camp and everything has that feel for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I agree that you know he's enjoying the story and the characters, and that's what I have been kind of enjoying. And for me. I'm not a hard science guy. Where ha- something that I that has to be somewhat possible for me to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to believe the story, and if the story hooks me like Revolution has, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me about the feasibility. I'm kind of I'm with him on this. Oh, it doesn't doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, he did mention that he's sticking with it, but enjoying it, which kind of implies it's not necessarily the best thing that he's mm-hmm. ever seen. But he is really enjoying it enough to say that I'm going to watch this series and see how it plays out. Yeah, I I think this is one of the, you know one of the best newly uh, well written sci fi shows out there right now. Yeah. Better than Arrow or too soon to tell? Um, it's too soon to tell with Arrow. I yeah. mean, Arrow is a superhero show. I I mean, um, well, we'll talk about Arrow more yeah, when we well, get in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, we got an email from the Lost Mind of Lee here, mm-hmm. and let me go ahead and read this. And he says this. Hi, guys. Just a note to let you know that I got Jonathan's photo uh, today and was surprised that Amanda Tapping was there in a shot as well. Love it again. Thanks, guys. What a great show with a ton of info to digest. I will start with a rewind and go from there. My opinion on Starship Troopers, you really won't you really won't want to hear since you said this is a family-type show. (laughs) (laughs) So I will keep the opinion to myself. Enough said. So what do you think of that? I'm guessing, Lee, maybe you didn't care for Starship Troopers? I don't know. Just a guess. Yeah. Um, For your next Rewind show, you guys should do Blade Runner for a Rewind. I'm sure you would enjoy it, and that's my vote for the next Rewind. Well, so we do have Blade. We 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 haven't decided. We do have Galaxy Quest, of course, is our next one. Right. We said Fifth Element, maybe, and Blade Runner. I think those are two that should be in there. Maybe those are our next three movies mm-hmm. here. Galaxy Quest, the end of this month, October thirtieth. If you want to get your thoughts in for that, let us know what you think of Galaxy Quest. But I agree. We've talked about doing Blade Runner for a while, and maybe it's time that we do something about yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that way we can, you know. You know, get 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 uh, Blade Runner off our bucket list, mm-hmm. right? So here are my list of shows I'm currently watching. God help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, his number one show is Fringe, and I don't know if these are in any order, but Fringe number two. Do you want to take number two? Yeah, Revolution. By the way, I was going to give this show my full attention for this first season. I hope it does not disappoint me. 
Uh, Alphas is in at number three. Mm-hmm. Grim is at number four. Number five is Person of Interest, something I'm not watching. Curse you, CBS. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, number six, Once Upon a Time. And Big Bang Theory, another show I'm not watching. Number nine, uh, Warehouse 13. I you know missed Supernatural in at number eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Where, number eight is Supernatural. Number nine, Warehouse 13. I know it's over. It was another great season, but I had to add it. And number 10, Hell on uh, Wheels. Yeah, I know it's not sci-fi, but I got a soft place in my heart for Westerns, and this is the best to come out many years uh, there you go i've heard that same thing yeah and have you watched any of the hell Walk? i have not but there have been a lot of some sci-fi actors i mean uh, call meanie who played chief o'brien on star trek and has done other sci-fi um um uh christopher hierdahl has a as a, as a reoccur as a role in that also oh nice yes. nice well that kind of makes me want to watch it to see that mm-hmm he goes, some of these shows will be moved off my list as more important shows arrive from the fall, like Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and a few others, so there will be some shoveling around as the season unfolds. Now, I'd like to make a comment about the possibility of the book The Sword of Shannara going to the small screen. And Scott, I do pronounce uh, Shannara the same way as you do, and I think that we are right on how it's pronounced. So, good. I got some love there. Uh, if, if someone... If it somehow ends up on some cable station, it could be another Game of Thrones. But if it ends up in the networks, it would most likely be screwed up. And I read I read this series right after I read Lord of the Rings back in the 70s and loved it and still do. In fact, all of Terry Brooks' books should be made not on TV, but should go to the big screen like The Wizard's First Rule and many others. One last thing. So that's his thoughts on the Shannara series. and mm-hmm. he, So he has no faith in the networks handling this. It, yeah, the, the, definitely. Yeah, and especially when you see what AMC is doing, it definitely be should definitely be tried in the cable. If oh, it happens, right? I, I'm in agreement there, Lee. Totally. Mm-hmm. One last thing on your classic rewind interview with David Nichol was Nickel was very good, but all too short. I could have thought of some more questions to ask. I just think that his show Stargate Atlantis ended about two seasons too early, and we don't get everything we want. Mm-hmm. From the lost mind of Lee Cheerio. Lee, I agree 100% with you. Um, I mean, at the time, I was not, a, I did not get into Stargate, so I didn't have really much to, you know, really p- ask. But now I would, I mean, now I would add a lot more questions. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest too. We, we sat down with him and we probably get interviewed a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. many times when we have guests on, they're under a time crunch. So we, we, we have te- to respect that time. We, yeah. We, we tell, we tell guests that we have a 20, 25 minute interview. When we hit that mark in the interview, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very cautious about going over that unless guests are just rambling and don't seem to have a. Don't, don't, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, Richard Hatch, 45 minutes, but David mm-hmm. Nickel, you know, 20, 25 minutes. Uh, certainly one of our uh, a great guests to have on. Yeah, and I'm hoping someday maybe he'll come to a con in our area. We get to, we get to meet him personally. Yeah. Well, we had an email from Guy that has an interesting Kickstarter campaign, and I just kind of threw this in here because it's not really show news, but I thought I'd put it in there. If you're interested, you can check it out. This is from Derek Matthews, and do you want to do you want to read what he wrote? Sure. Uh, hi, my name is Derek Matthews. I'm currently working on building a full-size Starship bridge in an enclosed trailer to set up at conventions for groups of three to six persons to play the Artemis Spaceship Bridge Simulator. The project is currently up for funding on Kickstarter, and as, as you may be aware, raising awareness is the single most difficult part of a successful Kickstarter. I'm trying every avenue I can in order to get the word out, as I really like to see something new and fun come to life for everyone's enjoyment. It's a case of something being designed and built by sci-fi lovers, for sci-fi lovers, especially Star Trek fans from which Artemis takes its inspiration. 
I'm contacting you as a connecting sci-fi enthusiast to things which may interest them is what, what you do and was wondering if it was possible to receive some kind of mention on your website podcast regarding the project. If so, uh, what would you require from me, if anything, in return? I'd be most appreciative for your support and thank you for your considerations. So anyways, he has a Kickstarter campaign for a basically a full bridge that exists on a trailer. Hmm. That's kind of an interesting concept. And to be brought at the cons, I think this would be great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, people would want to sit in, you know. Especially at cons. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a nerd's dream. Well, I just remember when the folks from Starship Farragut brought their, um, their their captain's chair with them. Now, what's this Artemis spaceship bridge simulator? I, this is news to me, so I'll have to check it out. Okay, but so but it's a Starship bridge nonetheless. It, it sounds like it's Star Trek inspired. It's definitely there. Mm-hmm. So we'll put a link to the Kickstarter campaign so you can check it out there and uh, and maybe support the project. And who knows, maybe at one of the cons that we attend, we'll be seeing something like this come down the pike. We hope. So good luck, Derek. Thanks mm-hmm. for uh, writing in. So we got to move into Walking Dead. Right. Now, I have not watched it, but Miles, I do not care. Spoil it for us. Okay. What did t- Tell me your thoughts after watching the, the premiere uh, Sunday night, mm-hmm. this premiere that just broke records, mm-hmm. you know, left and right. Tell me about it. Okay. Well, after, the, um, after they left the farm, they've been on the run for a while, and they come across this, uh, this jail. And there is, um, they do see a lot of see a lot of walkers walking around, but they see they can still make use of that. Um, they can still, if they can neutralize those walkers, they can have this area and think that hey, maybe there's there's supplies and there's um, for them. Um, um, and are they at the prison? They're they're at the prison. Um, Rick's wife, the character, her, her, her name eludes me at the moment, but she is very pregnant at this point. And so there's, you know, dealing with all that. Um, and so there is a lot of lot of zombie action as far as um, taking out zombies. Uh, I mean... So, so how much time has passed from the end of season two, where she doesn't appear pregnant at all, to now? They say pretty much, the, you know, the winter. So it's been several months. I mean, it looks like she's about ready to... Uh, Ready to pop. Uh, so they have they are they have been in the prison for a while now. Or they, just no, they just they just took the prison. So they've been they've been on the run for a while. Um, they said something about they survived the winter. So she she's definitely they're implying. I think she's you know she's going to be due soon. Um, so they you you see them take the prison and you get to see. Um, Carl takes step. Little Carl is, you know, he's still little, but he's um, he's taking a step up. Carl's got a gun, um, so you see him, you know, taking out zombies. Also, um, you see zombies in uh, riot gear. Uh, so that's something you, you, you've never seen before. That's kind of awesome, <laughs> right? Um, and then you see, um, but but there's also the the uh, we'll call it for the B plot, for lack of a better word. Uh, Lo- um, uh, Laurie Holden's character. Uh, and um, that woman she meets, you know, who saves her life. Who has that? What's she called? The judge? She's not the judge. I don't remember her character's name, but she, um, but she, you know, she's the one with the uh, samurai sword, and she has the two zombies, with their arms cut off and their jaws removed. Um, they're like her pets or whatever. Yeah. They don't explain that. Maybe the, but you know, she's you know, you see them two, you know, trying to survive. Uh, Laurie Holden's character is is ill with something. Um. They don't dwell on that as much. They deal, dwell mostly with the, the, the larger group. 
um, taking the jail. And so it's they're looking at not just taking, you know, it's it's a jail, so it had lots of prisoners. It had you know guards and everything like that. So and they were all enclosed, and you know it was all you know in the fence. Uh, but they find that if they can probably they're, so they're exploring. They're seeing you know. They, you know, what what can they get? What 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 kind of supplies they get? Like food, weapons, medicine, that kind of stuff. So, so we'll see how the story unfolds, right? Right, right, right. So, uh, for me, after watching it, uh, I was upset after it was over because I wanted to keep. I wanted more. So you wanted more, right? So that's a good kind of upset. It, it was. It's a good. Yeah, it, exactly. It's definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys chimed in as well on your thoughts of Walking Dead season three, episode one, seed. Interesting name for the episode. Why was it called Seed? I'm still not sure. Yeah. Um, so Jen M said, I thought it was awesome. Yet again, just that I shouldn't watch these things before bed. <laughs> Carl was really impressive. Not that I'm happy to see him with a gun, but in that kind of world, it's really necessary for him to learn how to protect himself. And then they had that shocking scene with the poor Herschel's leg. Yikes. It was awesome to finally get to see... Uh, is it McCone in Michonne. action? Yeah, that's, Michonne, yeah, that, that's the name of the character. Oh, the Michonne in action? Wow. Also, get to see the prison and see what they would do with this, in the series, because that was about where I got up to in the comics. So what's going on with Herschel's leg? Well, he gets bit by a walker, and um, Rick takes out that, that, this, this, this axe and says, I'm sorry, Herschel, but this is the only way to, you know, for you to stay alive, and so... He proceeds and to, and of course ha- they show that. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, he proceeds to to hack off the. Um, it, it's from pretty much just just above his ankle to to his foot that they basically Herschel's going to be without a foot, okay. you know. Yeah. So, well, I guess his foothold in the world slipping. I'm just kidding. That's so he, he he walks past this. The, the zombie isn't moving at all, and then he walk. You know, he walks past it, and I guess that wakes the zombie up, and the zombie t- takes a bite. Yeah. yeah. Carl Branson never thought he would like a zombie show, but The Walking Dead is a compelling survival show that isn't just about zombie scares. We'll be interesting to see if Rick's decision at the end can save a life. Mm-hmm. Is that the Herschel thing? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, or I do said, wow, so many walkers everywhere. At times, the disposal started to look like a bit comical. Overall, great episode. Hope they can keep the pace this season. Mm-hmm. Again, refer- referring to that. And you uh, had an you had an opinion about the uh, opening with no dialogue. Yeah, so the so I, I, I chime in a very strong opening first five minutes of no dialogue. Uh, what what goes on there is that they go to this house and they they think that maybe they can you know take refuge there. Nobody says a word. They just start looking for food or whatever in the house. And uh, little Carl finds some cans of dog food and he gets all excited and. You think, are they actually going to eat dog food? And uh, Rick sees that, and he just throws the can away. And then they start seeing some walkers start coming to the house, and they decide to bail. Right now, um, is there is it just silence? There's no music or anything, or is there music bad? If I remember correctly, there might be some music, but there's just no dialogue. Yeah, no dialogue. Mm-hmm. Now, and from the Lost Man, Lee said, I agree, very strong episode of the new season, and they seem to be still in Georgia in fact, there was references that they had been driving around in a big circle for the winter. And I guess that the winter has no real effect on the zombies, as we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was his thoughts. So anything <laughs> else you want to say about Walking Dead? Uh, just look forward to next Sunday when it comes back on. Yeah, so if you aren't watching it, this is more than just about zombies. 
Oh, definitely. Is, is, I mean, it's, it's definitely a drama, and people, people will probably like Over it. 10 million people have... Uh, 15 million people can't be wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they can be. But, um, so, Arrow. You watched Arrow. I watched Arrow. Mm-hmm. You wanted my thoughts on Arrow. Yes. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, when did the last episode air? I think it was last Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. I, I DVR'd it, so I didn't. Well, so did you? Did you watch the second episode? I haven't seen the second one yet. Was there? I mean, the second maybe one. Maybe it's not out. Yet. I don't think it's out till. Not out. Yeah. But I downloaded it, and let me tell you, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I I really liked it. Um, and what I liked is that they did something that they had not done before. They took a superhero show. They took a character that we saw in Smallville. And they upended it, made it grittier, made it harsher, um, made it more, you know, Christian Bale, Batman-like in a sense Mm -hmm. that it's grittier and it's based in not really anything superhuman, but just some guy that's been developed over time. And there's Mm -hmm. a story there that we haven't gotten into yet. But I really enjoyed it. It was great to see... uh, our baddie from Sanctuary back as yes. the villain. And I, I liked it. I did. I liked it too. I'm not sure. Um, it, it's it's definitely a lot of moral ambiguity um, with a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I mean, the guy playing, you know, Green Arrow, Oliver Queen, I mean, obviously for him, it is kind of a personal redemption story. I mean, he was basically, you know, this... This, this this you know rich boy that you know don't trust a mother though you know well at the end yeah you can't yeah it's like who do you who do you trust in this show yeah and, and the only one you seem to be able to trust is Oliver and uh and his ex-girlfriend maybe ex-girlfriend sort of yeah uh, but you definitely see a lot of you know who he you know it'll be interesting to see w- if they go back to the island, what he had to do to survive and how he changed. And, um, yeah, there's rumors that that's going to happen. I would think that they'll probably go back to the island. I mean, backstory, give backstory. Um, but the, um, the father, I mean, you see, you know, there's only enough supplies here just, just for one of us. Is this the same mansion as Lex Luthor's mansion? He was very, very reminiscent, very reminiscent of it. Yeah. Well, the guy that did the pilot, for Arrow is the same guy that did the pilot for Smallville. Okay. So no surprise there, but not a Smallville feel at all. Definitely not. Definitely. This is a different show. Right. Even though Green Arrow was in Smallville, this is a different Green Arrow. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Olive said, it's definitely dark. I think I'm glad I haven't read the comic, so I don't have any expectations going into the show. So far, I like the pilot. I'll watch a season. It's only eight episodes, so that's a short season. With a season that short, the pace is faster than a typical TV season, and the writing's tighter. And I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Jason Russell say? Uh, wishing they would at least al- uh, allow a few people with powers into their world, but looks like it will be good. It does look like it is going to be a remain dark, but I'm hoping they find some ways to lighten up a bit on occasion. Well, and I felt like the main character. There are some points where it is a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. or they try some humor, but this is definitely not your younger family type of superhero show. No, definitely not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ru- Ruth Cowell said, loved it. Hope they don't go to Batman on it. <laughs> um, and I can't, and I mentioned that I can't wait to see the Black Canary show or True Colors. So the Black Canary, if you're not familiar with the 
Green Arrow, the, the Arrow franchise, this, of course, is his ex-girlfriend that we've met already. And she will be playing uh, a superhero called the Black Canary. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. So we'll don the fishnets and go at it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Lee Kemp said, yep, did have that Batman feel to it, but I did enjoy it. I just hope it grows into its own type of thing. But so far, so good. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. So here's to hoping. I'm watching. It's one of my favorite shows this season. I might, and maybe I'll get hate mail for it. I might like it better than the Revolutions. Oh, okay. For me. Mm-hmm. So as far as new shows, and I think Revolution's the only other new show that I'm really watching. I haven't watched that Last Resort, which apparently it's also good. I did download the pilot, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. So who knows? And obviously, as far as new shows go, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk Fringe. So uh, so uh, Jen says, I thought it was pretty good and thought it was, it was sad. The guy had to die at the end. Was really hoping that Walter would find a cure for these people. Yeah, so now let's back up. Yeah. So the Cordis, of course, is Beckett, right? Uh, we have Beckett, right. <laughs> Carson Beckett, mm-hmm. who dies this tragic death. And we saw him in Star Trek pop up in Star Trek, the last movie, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he pops up here and there. And he had a, quite of a prominent role in this episode. Oh, definitely. As um, Maisie, Maisley. Uh, Edwin, his first name was Edwin, I think. Yeah, even Maisie, I think it is, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and. Really, some heart wrenching speeches here about what it means to be a coward and a hero. Right. I really like this episode. Yeah, I think Paul McGillan's performance was fantastic. Uh, I think I didn't recognize him at first. I mean, with the makeup and the glasses. I know. It took me a little bit. I said, oh, and, and, he, and he lost that accent. Right. He definitely did, was more of an American accent. He yeah, de- much, much more there. I mean, he's living in like northern Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's the thing that I struggle with is I wonder how the observers are tracking them. Mm-hmm. Is there someone on the inside that's ratting them out? Or is there technology that's superb that they can track people like this? Yeah, that's good. They're being question. found out. I'm just glad they found Walter's old car. Well, yeah. <laughs> at least it looked alike. It's definitely an older car. I mean, Walter was. Walter seems to have an affinity for um, more of the classic uh, technology. The 70s. The 70s. 70s, yeah. You know, marijuana, LSD, you name it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I enjoyed the episode. I'm I'm excited about it. Excited to see where they go with it. Mm-hmm. It's having a nice arc as they kind of finish out the, I guess what, we have 10 episodes left. Can oh. you believe it? 10 episodes left. Wow. Well, It's going to end before you know it. I know. <laughs> February 1st will be here and it'll be gone. Um, Miles, you had a comment here, anything? It was nice to see Paul McGillan, also known as Dr. Carson Becker from Stargate Atlantis. Like Stargate Atlantis, it was sad to see him die, but... He often dies the hero. Walter continues to be Walter, which is always a good entertainment. Yeah, Lee thought it was a wasted episode. Uh, we learned these people are keeping history and not much else. Yeah, we see their history keeping that Walter was here about some rocks, but heck, we didn't even really find out what the rocks did. Well, mm-hmm. we, we, know, we know there's a power for this device, right? Right, and I think that we're going to see them... We talk about... Uh, the, these tapes that Walter made um, looks like they will be doing a lot of traveling on, you know, finding what they need to build, whatever it is they need to um, get rid of the observers. Yeah. And I think that's um, the plot line that we have here. Mike Crate agreed with him. He said an ideal filler episode for a 20 episode season, but perhaps too much of a luxury. Otherwise, as I mentioned, always great to see Paul and like it, like in sanctuary, they slapped up the prosthetics. Oh, and for a meaty role with only 10 minutes required in makeup. Hmm. So, so, 
It was, uh, they liked it. They liked Paul's. And I think I, well, the thing I liked this episode was Paul's performance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to Grimm, okay. a show that you and I are not watching, but Jason and many others are. Sure. And um, let's hear what some people are saying about that. Jem, uh, Jem, <laughs> Jen wrote in and said, I knew it was a creepy little kid, even at the very beginning, when they make it look like it was a father. And I also like the fight that Hank is getting really involved with Nick. You know, I'll pretend that I know what I'm talking about here. Right. I've watched the show, but people are liking it. And she goes on to say, uh, Nick's grim life, I should say. And I hate the fact that it was a darn dream in the beginning with Juliet. They're, t- they're taking their cue from Dallas a long time ago. Sorry with the early comment. My finger sl- slipped hitting the return button before I was finished. <laughs> no problem, Jen. Yep, absolutely. It happens to the best of us. Lee said, I agree with the dream. Had me going for a moment. And yeah, that little girl was creepy. And right there at the end, being all nice with a vicious streak. Mm-hmm. And, and Jay says, I was caught up by the dream as well. Hindsight, it was a little too easy. The trouble with Juliet and the captain is that that is to come should be interesting. They're both subconsciously on each other's minds. And Mike Crea said, I kept thinking that Shrek and Fiona, the wrong guy, <laughs> saved the girl with a kiss. <laughs> so, Right. Yeah. So Revolution, you said you're caught up in Revolution? I am. we got to talk about it because I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on in the world of revolution in the, this this episode? Well, um, the one the one girl that's traveling with them, who is the resistance fighter, uh, she wants to blow up a train. So we have a train. Well, in she this. is a bomb maker, right? Yes. And is the, this a moving train? This is not a moving train. Oh, it's it's it's, it's an old um, coal lo- coal steam locomotive steam engine. Locomotive, right? Wood burning. You know. I mean, they're going old school as far as technology goes. So, is so like I, I like it's kind. Of, you see, in a modern day setting, it look it would appear to be Civil War era soldiers walking around with muskets. Uh, they, they get into um, the one the, the, the captain. I know his, his name lose me the moment, but the guy who has the son. You know, they 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 go into his past more. Okay, and uh, what his what his backstory is, which was interesting. Um, and they, uh, the train is going to Philia drop this this kid off. Uh, we know that the mother is alive. She's right. been alive. I mean, find uh, that out in episode two, right? Um, so, um, so so the attempt was to try to rescue the brother. They almost get, they almost do it, but it is thwarted. And so, um, the the one girl. She 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 first, first she she's gonna bomb the train no matter what. But then she sees that the kid is on there and she says, "I can't do it." But then the one resistance fighter says, "You, you got to let you know we, we have to do, we have to blow up this train. It's gonna have a lot of officers on there. It would be a big you know you know a big deal for the resistance." And she says, "No, I, I can't do it." Well, he ends up stabbing her um, and to try to thwart her. So she tells Miles and um, the one girl, and they go to the train. He he manages to you know prevent the train from blowing up and. They try to rescue the brother, but it's it, it um, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. So and the train continues on its merry the, way. The train makes it to Philadelphia. We find out more about um, the one kid who is who is who is uh, militia. Um, I don't. Can I say it? I mean, it's sure. It's well, we're spoiling everything in the show, right? Well, we find out that this kid who has been uh, tracking Miles, he's actually the son of the one captain who is so uh, Nate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. His name is Nate, right? Yeah. Well, that's no, that's the name he gave. Um, okay. But you know, he's the son of the one guy who is you know who apprehended this, the the captain who apprehended the son. So okay. So we so that's we, a big reveal. That's kind of, I, I kind of saw it coming. 
Um, but that's okay. Um, they so yeah, it was another good episode. I, I, I like what they're doing with, with these characters. You get to learn a little bit about their past before before the big blackout and um, why they are the way they are. It's not. You know, it, it's not as black and white as it might. It's it's definitely not as black and white. I mean, you may not agree with their choices they they make, um, but you 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 kind of understand it a little more, and um, maybe I don't I I won't go so far as you could sympathize with them, but maybe you can say okay, they may they they're not they're they're not as uh, maybe as evil as we 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 first thought out. Um, right. Certain, I like that complexity of character development. They're def- yeah, they're def- definitely like complex characters in this show. Yeah, you know, you just got to, I mean, I think that's what makes the show interesting. That's why we like Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. You want to hate Gaius Bolter, but he's not all bad. Right. Saltai's a drunk, but there's something redemptive about this drunk, you know? Right, and even the Cylons, you can't hate all the Cylons either. No, mm-hmm. no, you understand a little bit about where they're coming from too. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, I believe that's about it. Any shows we missed that we should be talking about? I mean, there probably are. But mm-hmm. I think we covered covered good enough tonight. Yeah, yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. Well, don't forget that if you like our rewinds, join us for Galaxy Quest. I watched about half of it. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's going to be coming on the bike, and it should be good. And I believe that is about it. If you uh, want to join the conversations, get your foot in the door and chime in about what about what you're watching, you can call us at one 888 508 or send us an MP3 at the sci podcast at gmail.com. And there's always Facebook. Yes. Yep. So facebook.com backslash sci-fi diner podcast. And you can uh, give us your thoughts. And I believe that is about it, Miles. Let's wrap this place up. All right. Well, till next time, good night and good luck. We will see you.